This is In The Zone. I love Oprah. She, um, she was an interviewer who could get people to really open up. It didn't matter who came on her show when her show was still going. It didn't matter who came there. She was able to uh, make them feel comfortable, make them open up, get the tears going. And it was just always so intriguing to watch her be able to do that. So uh, she was definitely somebody who was um, influential for me growing up. On the In The Zone Network. For neighborhood fun and great pizza, stop by at Cafe Piazza, located at 1900 Arsenal Street in South City, St. Louis. It's just a block away from the Anheuser-Busch Brewery at the corner of Arsenal and Lim. Check out either their original hand-tossed pizzas, which are baked with mozzarella, parmigiana, and Mediterranean oregano, or their thick-crust Sicilian pizzas baked in olive oil along with Sicilian tomato filet sauce and Mediterranean oregano. They also have panini sandwiches, soups, and salads that can go along with your meal. You can also stop in for their brunch every Saturday and Sunday from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Cafe Piazza also brings fun to the neighborhood next door with the Benton Parkade, an entertaining spot filled with pool tables, arcade games, darts, and more. So head on over to Cafe Piazza and the Benton Parkade, located at 1900 Arsenal Street at the corner of Arsenal and Limp. Open Monday to Thursday from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m., Friday from 11 a.m. to midnight, Saturday from 10 a.m. to midnight, and Sunday from 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. City to city, state to state, worldwide, you're listening to the In The Zone Network. I'm Maurice Drummond, Camel V, morning anchor. You're listening to In The Zone. City to city, state to state, worldwide. You're listening to In The Zone, and this is the network. Palmer Alexander, a.k.a. the living legend, K.I.L. We're not kill, but kill still kills. Round two, part two of this sit-down interview with Camel V News anchor, morning anchor, yeah. Maurice Drummond. Yes, sir. We're giving the people what they want. <laughs> hey, I see what you did there, by the way. The song, giving people what you... I, I saw what you did there. That was <laughs> that was pretty... I, I got you. They, yeah. they, 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 they want some more. Oh, man. They, they want some more mo. So you're saying no mo mo? <laughs> but no, you say mo. Mo. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know... Um, Got to pay homage to to the big homie Brian Burwell. We, we oh, talked yeah. about him a little bit during the break, and um, when we talking about JB, and I talk about when I met him, mm-hmm. met him unfortunately at uh, Brian's uh, wake, and you know Brian has a huge impact, uh, uh, you know, on my life and on both of our oh, lives and, gosh, and, and, yeah. and our careers, yep. and. When I saw that little clip of him in the last dance, I'm like, oh, man. Yeah. That lets you know how big he was. Yeah, you know, I think a lot of people in St. Louis probably, you know, I mean, they knew him to be the, you know, the post-dispatch, you know, voice, um, you know, through newspaper. But Brian was a true pioneer. And for me, you know, I know we talked about James Brown, you know, the way he kind of, you know, helped me lay the foundation for getting into the business. Well, after I got into the business, uh, Brian was truly my big brother in this business. Um, and we used to always joke that uh, I used to kind of follow him around the country, you know, because, <laughs> you know, we first met, I was a 22 year old kid, 
you know, he was already writing, um, you know, for the papers in New York, and he would fly down to BET, where I was a uh, producer. I was producing a show called the Budweiser Sports Report, and it was a sit-down show where you had, you know, guys who, you know, came in from out of town. So if you remember the sports reporters on ESPN, uh, this was the sports direct, the sports reporters was a direct knockoff, okay? <clears throat> Do not be mistaken for what you think you may have seen. The sports reporters was directly taken from the Budweiser Sports Reporter and BET, gathering together big name um, news writers from around the country to to talk sports. Mm-hmm. And so, for BET, it was you know some of the top writers in the country. And so, I mean, I'm producing shows, Palmer, with JB as the host or Charlie Neal, and you would have Mike Wilbon, um, the late Ralph Wiley, uh, Brian Burwell. Um, it was phenomenal, and so uh, so yeah, getting a chance to know Brian and you know the way he you know took people uh, under his wing. Brian was a pioneer because he was one of the first black news rate newspaper writers who made that trans that smooth transition to TV. Now, you know, you always kind of seen in, in different TV shows where, you know, news writers are kind of spoof or, you know, wearing the hat that says press on the side and that type of thing and, you know, you know, wearing plaids and, you know, a lot of time looking kind of nerdy. Well, Brian Burwell, super smooth, phenomenal dresser, uh, and look you know, Brian went on, he was on TNT, he was on, uh, you know, HBO Sports, um, you name it, he did it all. And so I think that when you look at, you know, how this business is done, and he was actually, and before Brian passed away, you know, he was starting to make that transition, you know, into, uh, you know, more of a, you know, heavy presence on the social media realm. You know, he was shooting his own video, he was doing sit downs that was going out, um, you know, onto uh, social media. So everywhere he was in the business, he always made the next transition. And I remember points where you know he would say, "Hey, time to write another book now." <laughs> you know, so he would <laughs> he would always be looking towards the next thing. I think that's probably uh, probably one of the biggest things that he you know had on my life in terms of an influence was being able to be ready to make the transition at a moment's notice. That's the voice of Maurice Drummond. He is the morning news anchor on KMOV News. And, you know, Brian, uh, it's crazy how, how life, how, how your journey can be in life. And so, what, let's say 94, I was 18, mm-hmm. and I'm a ramp agent at TWA. And, you know, I'm folding seatbelts, cleaning, you know, cleaning the, the, the seat pockets out. Here's the USA Today opens up the sports section this is brian burwell usa today yes. you know I'm, I'm 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 reading him and i'm watching him on hbo tv and then when the news came uh what in 2002 that he was coming to st louis i was so excited yeah you're getting a big com- name exactly he's a big name coming to this town and it, it to me it felt like it gave st louis a more prominent uh, field in, in when it comes to media because he's been so many places so now he's here in the middle of America yeah and he's covering the Cardinals and he's covering the uh, uh, the Rams while he was here yeah I think it really beefed up the post dispatch you know as we know Bernie Miklas you know 
you know, Bernie's had a legendary career at, at the, you know, at the Post-Dispatch, you know, before he went to the radio full-time. And so, you know, Bernie was, you know, the big voice, uh, you know, in terms of editorial uh, content at the Post-Dispatch. So now you had Brian. Now, now you had these two really big voices. You know, I, I think uh, that was a point where, you know, and of course you had, you know, Jim Thomas, uh, you know, doing all the Ram stuff. I think that was probably one of the strongest uh, points that, that we've seen with the Post-Dispatch was when Brian came down there. 100% because it, it moved some of those other guys around. Jeff Gordon, I think mm-hmm. Tom Timmerman was a, was, yeah. was a good writer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wheatley was another yeah. guy. Yeah, Tom Wheatley. Um, uh, Tom O'Neill. So they had they had a Dan O'Neill. Excuse me. Yeah. So they mm-hmm. had they had they had a lot of they had a lot of like you say it. it their lineup was full, yes. you know, of, of great writers. Uh, Dave Lukey, there was another guy when it came down to hockey, Jeremy Rutherford. So it's been a lot of, you know, he helped fill that, fill that roster out. Uh, but then, if you if you look at what he did at one on one ESPN, because he helped put one on one ESPN on the map. Yeah. Because he would do one on one ESPN five days a week. Then he would go to Bristol, Connecticut, and do the sports reporters. And when one-on-one was in his infancy, he said, Hi, I'm Brian Burwell, a one-on-one ESPN St. Louis. You cannot get a bigger bump than that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, I think I'm not sure if one-on-one you know, really appreciated it. But, you know, he, he did it anyway. And, uh, you know, there, there aren't too many people uh, who, you know, like Brian, who – you know, who came along at a point where, you know, the media just kind of, uh, you know, it became more, you know, towards social media. Um, fans, I think, started becoming a little more angrier. But Brian, as we know, you know, he just had that strong voice, man. You know, he could he could tangle a little bit. You know, he could spar. But one thing that Brian always would do, you know, maybe while some fans were still kind of upset, you know, he would always kind of chuckle a little bit. He's, You know, he'd always say, you know, well, at least they're watching. You know, <laughs> at least they're listening. At least they're reading. He always provoked thought. And I think that's where, you know, no matter what part of the media and society that we're in right now, um, we can't, it, it's hard for people to share ideas, Palmer. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. you know, there can't be a, okay, you know, I understand you're not on my side, I'm not on your side, but, you know, let's agree to, you know, to disagree or walk off as friends. No, now you've got people who are, you know, attacking the other side and, and you know, whether it's news or sports, you know, I think that's that's probably a problem that we have right now. And with him, mentorship was so big because he mentored so many people. And, and you know, including include myself, when I remember when the, the dust up about Rush Limbaugh wanting to buy the Rams, and, and it just sent people into an uproar. And I was, dri- I remember I was driving uh, a trash truck. And I remember being in Wildwood and pulling over at 9 o'clock in the morning on Mondays, calling them, you know, say, hey, you know, how, how you doing or whatnot, because I, I was I was scared for him, you know, but he he, la- he laughed it off. Um, and he, he gave me so much uh, encouragement, you know, to stand up for what you believed in. Yeah. Because even when the Rams were, was, was cracking down on me with the way I was covering them and – uh, he told me if they continue to keep harassing me, he's going to get their ass. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but he was a man of their word, yeah. and they laid off me. And so instead of the Rams giving me the guy they getting ready to cut, they start letting me get access to some of the 
the players that were key contributors, the Chris Longs, the, the Lauren Itis, yeah. you know, those guys. So he, he did so many great things, and he was just always there. So I always wanted to give him his, his, his just due. Well, I know – well, you're right. I mean, he was, he, was, he was a mentor, but I think the biggest word I would always take away for Brian is that he was absolutely fearless. You know, I, I just remember, you know, all those years, um, you know, covering – sports events you know a lot of times we'd be only two black men in the press box you know and i think that you know coming along in the time when you know for me being a younger guy you know to see him there was always comfort there you know and i i always had confidence you know when i was with him because you know he was a pro he was known and you know he was someone that you always knew that you know and even the athletes i mean he could absolutely, you know, criticize an athlete, and next thing you know, he's right outside the door of the of the, uh, of the locker room talking with that same athlete. He had that kind of respect because he was fair. And and the respect went across the the board. I can recall, you know, normally doing doing a home game, and the media is not allowed on the field until the two minute warning. You know, everybody gets in their line and get ready to go through the tunnel. Brian sees Jim Ursay walks by, breaks the line, and walks right up to Jim Ursay. And it wasn't four or five security guards, you know, elbowing him, telling him to get the hell off. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that kind of respect that he had. That's the power that he had. And he never abused it. No. And I'll give you a quick one, too. Uh, I want to say there was the World Series, you know, Cardinals, you know, when they – you know, had that big run in 06. And, uh, you know, Albert Albert was uh, was a little little grumpy in the in the New York Mets locker room. He actually, it was real, the locker room was really tight. If you can just imagine the, the Mets locker room, it, it was it was almost probably half the size of most locker rooms. Well, Albert was trying to get to his chair and, you know, you know, bumped one of the uh, <laughs> bumped one of the reporters and he didn't apologize. He was he was mad. You know, Cardinals had lost that game and, you know, at uh, at Shea. And so all the New York papers just ripped Albert. You know, they had a real ugly picture of him on one of the newspapers. But Brian also basically got on Albert and said that his behavior was unacceptable. Well, guess what? So now we're back at Bush, you know, and evidently, uh, you know, Albert got word got to Brian. that He was pretty upset with 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 uh, with Brian. So I'm standing next to Brian and Albert comes out for batting practice. So Brian says, just hold on a minute. I got to go over and talk to Albert. I'm like, you, so you're going to take, he says, no, no, no. We're, we're going to get this out of the way right now. So he walked over to him and they're having a conversation. Albert kind of gave him the body language like, you know, why are you here? And so they had a quick conversation. Brian came back and I said, what did he say? He said, he looked at me and said, what are you doing over here? I'm like, I'm here to talk to you. <laughs> now, are we going to have a conversation about what happened or not? They sat there and had that conversation, stood right there on the field before one of the World Series games, I mean, field one of the uh, NLCS games, and, uh, you know, and had it. It, uh, it, it, was, it was great. You know, Brian, Brian knew that Albert respected him, and, you know, the respect was mutual. That's the voice of Maurice Drummond. We want to make sure we pay some homage to the big homie Brian Burwell as we're seeing so many people of color now in media making strides, and we're from that tree. We're just trying to pass it along. We're going city to city, state to state, worldwide. More with Maurice Drummond after this. Got to give the people, now. Give the people. 
This is In The Zone. He'll kill. And look at the way that they did him. He put one-on-one ESPN on the map. When the sports reporters came on, he opened the show and he said, Hello, I am Brian Burwell, a one-on-one ESPN St. Louis. There was nobody at one-on-one ESPN that could have went to Bristol, Connecticut and could have represented like he did. Nobody. And look look how they treated him. They paired him with Pat Paris. They paired him with Pat Paris. If boring was a word, but it is. You're listening to In The Zone, city to city, state to state, worldwide. On the In The Zone Network. Welcome to the A-Train Show. Radio personality, Isis Jones. I appreciated being appreciated. Sometimes yeah. that little thing alone can, can go a long way where somebody says, yeah, we, we might need you. And, and better yet, it was time. You know, I, I think the climate in St. Louis is, is, is good. Um, we always talk about the negativity, and I, and I always have a, a tendency to bring a, a lot more positivity to the situation. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah. I think y'all needed me. On the In The Zone Network.